and welcome to the Starfoot Rugby Club podcast. Uh, this week we have episode five of our guest sessions. Um, and rejoining us this week, we have Mr. Joe Cousins. Um, so firstly, thank you for coming back on, Joe. Uh, and secondly, how's the last week or so been for you? Yeah, thanks for letting me come back on. Um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, like I say, last time I said I mentioned I'm obviously at uni, so been really focusing on that, trying to pick up with that. Um, obviously, still in lockdown at the moment, so um, haven't really had much chance to get back into the rugby side of things. But uh, yeah, trying to keep busy and keep myself ticking over. Um, yeah, not not as busy as I normally am, which is quite a relief, which is quite nice. Well, yeah, I can imagine you're enjoying the rest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is good. Um, just having to sort everything out with uni. Uh, so in January, meant to go out on placement again. So trying to sort all that out. Uh, got confirmation today, which is quite nice. So I'll be off off to St. Neots in, uh, in January for eight weeks, which will be quite good. Oh, brilliant. That'll be good. Um, so obviously, just a quick recap on, on um, part one of our podcast. Uh, or of your podcast, let's say. Um, obviously, part one, we discussed your, your time in, uh, or time with, shall I say, Leicester Tigers, um, your time in Brazil, and subsequently what you're doing with your time now. Um, but obviously, you know, as I mentioned in, in the first part, you are exceptionally hardworking, exceptionally busy, uh, but equally, you have a, a CV and a rugby experience, as I said, that is enviable to most um, and actually there was a hell of a lot we, we, we didn't touch on um, which is why you've kindly agreed to come back on for us and kind of discuss I say the the second part of your of your rugby career but your, your kind of second part of your rugby career to date as it were um, so firstly what what I want to touch on is so you went from um, if people can remember in the, in the last part you you was at Leicester Tigers Academy from there, you went to Brazil. Yep. And then from Brazil, you, you managed to uh, have a fantastic opportunity to go to Australia. Um, first and foremost, how did that opportunity come about? Um, and kind of what made you jump at it, as it were? Um, all right. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> uh, when I was in Brazil, I was sort of... Uh... I was playing a few, playing over there a bit uh, while doing everything else. So I, pl- I played a few games and I was sort of, I was enjoying it, but it wasn't really developing my rugby at all. Um, it wasn't the standard that I had been playing at. Um, mm-hmm. So I was looking, I was wanting to try and develop as a player at the time. I was 19, 20 years old. So I'm thinking, all right, I want to I really, really push and develop my game as much as I can. And I've always... Always wanted to have a little um, little tryout at going to Australia. Um, so my contract was coming up to the end uh, when I was in um, Brazil. And that was finishing in December. So obviously Australian rugby season starting, pre-season starting in January. Then going through, I thought, oh, this is a perfect opportunity, perfect timing for me to try and uh, get over there and get, get a season or two over in Australia. So when I was in Brazil, I uh, I was just emailing a few clubs um, over in Australia. I was uh, messaging around in um, Queensland, up in Brisbane, and I was uh, emailing a few as well in Melbourne. 
um, I got talking to um, the head coach at a club in in Melbourne called Box Hill. And they were saying, well, we've got quite a few people here that are always looking for people to have a bit uh, for work. Um, we've got someone here that said they'll be happy to put you up for a month or so while you get yourself settled. And um, we've been really pushing to try and get into the 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 grand final, as they call it, um, over the last season or two. So it'd be a great asset for you to come down and try and um, try and help us get get to that grand final and win it. I was like, this sounds like a, a team that's really wanting to develop and really wanting to push. Um, so I said, yeah, that 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 would be great. Um, and they said, well, when when would you be able to come over? And I was like, well, my contract finishes here in Brazil in on I think it was the like middle of middle of December. So I think I got home around the fifteenth of December. Um, right. I got home. I booked my flights uh, going to. Uh, Australia on for the 4th of January just so I could have Christmas and uh, New Year with the family and uh, have a good catch up after not being there for 15 months I thought it'd be a, a good chance to try and catch up with a few friends see yeah. the see the parents um, and then yeah flew out um, flew out to Australia and yeah I was there uh, and got uh, got got there at six o'clock in the morning um, and this guy said, the guy that I was staying with said, oh, I'll come pick you up. That's absolutely fine. I was like, you sure? That, that's, that's an early start. He went, no, that's absolutely fine. And yeah, <laughs> arrived in Australia in the middle of a heat wave at 45 degrees heat. I was like, cool. It's a bit different Amazing. to England, but that's all right. <laughs> um, so obviously two questions leading on from that. Firstly, if, if, if you can, and if it's, if it's, um, if you're able to give us kind of a comparison, what sort of um, standard or level would you kind of compare where you went to if you were to compare it over here, for example? Um, so over over in Australia, they do it, they do it slightly differently to here. Um, mm -hmm. So they'll have um, each, well, in, in Melbourne anyway, we'll stick with Melbourne since that's what I know more of. Um, each team will have... Um, each club will have three different teams, but they'll play in, play the same teams week in, week out. So every club has three teams. And then at the right. weekend, at 12 o'clock will be third team playing. At one o'clock, half one would be second team playing. And then at three o'clock, the first team would play. So when I first got there, obviously some of these boys have been playing uh, for years and years at the club. So it took me a while to work up to that first team standard, but at that first team standard, it was probably, I'm probably looking at tier four, tier five, maybe sort of level, maybe slightly above that. It's, it's quite hard to say because it's such a different way of way of playing it. Um, so yeah, I, 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 it was good standard. I was getting a lot from it. Um, obviously, English style of rugby is a lot different than uh, um, Australian, and I was quite lucky enough that I played with a lot of. Um, there was at the club there was quite a few Fijians as well, so that was again a very different style of rugby. <laughs> um, but I was trying to take everything I could from from those guys um, and try and incorporate into my game. So they were obviously. Um, looking for offloads left, right and centre all the time, keeping that ball moving as much as we can. Um, not really looking for that 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 ruck setting, uh, which was really, really good. 
Um, I feel like that part of my game really developed, always looking for that support. Or if I'm not on the, if I don't have the ball, making sure that I'm in that opportunity to be that support player. And yeah, it was very fast and very physical. And obviously a lot of these big Polynesian boys had come over to the, to Victoria and Melbourne to play. So playing against them, it, it, it made sure that I was, I was, it introduced me to the adult game very well. Um, obviously, I've been playing Colts and played a little bit at the when I was in Brazil, um, but I hadn't really played a high standard of the adult game yet. And having that opportunity was was really good. Um, and a lot of the the club itself had a lot of um, expats, so a lot of people that are very used to the English style of playing. And once they started to start to see me play, and they could see that I was definitely a high standard player for an English setup, um, which was really, really like I thought that was great. And a few of them um, were like, "I haven't seen someone play like that in a long, long time over here," and it's so refreshing to see it again. So having that from these guys that been at the club for for years, some of them been playing since they first went over there, which was 20 years or so so having them say that was very refreshing to hear and um they were like it's what is needed at this level um somebody that's going to go around and make every tackle um no matter what who's running at them they get off the line they make a tackle get up and look for it again and that's what sort of what after a few games i sort of thought okay this is what i'm gonna really try and hone hone in and show that this is what i can do um so yeah, I, I that's how that's sort of what was happening when I first first got over there. I'd imagine knowing you as well that them sort of comments were quite humbling, but equally, like I say, knowing you, quite motivational and quite kind of right. Okay, you're throwing the gauntlet down for me now. Yeah, I can only you know that that's my benchmark. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, after I think it was my second game playing for the first team. Um, there was just a phase where they were uh, t- the team we were playing was just picking and going, picking and going, picking and going, um, just because they were quite close to the try line. Um, so I'd make right. I was coming in that that guard guard positioning, and they would just run. I was like tackle, okay, get up, get back into that guard position because I, I scrum half or oh no, I'll, I'll step in there. I'm like no, get out the way. You you don't belong here. Um, pushing him out <laughs> the way all the time um, and getting into that position again. I think three or four times in a row, just getting up, hitting them, getting up, hitting them. And we were moving them back every, every tackle. And then afterwards, they went into the backs and dropped the ball and we went away. And yeah, after the game, went speaking to a few of the a few of the guys watching. And they were like, that is so good to see. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you just, we're on the def- on the line and you're just defending, defending, defending. I was like, yeah, I, I enjoy it. And now you said that, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, push to show you that I can do no matter who we're playing even if it's the reigning reigning champions I'm I'm happy to do it and yeah there's um was was really rewarding to to hear that from them and like I said I'm, I'll, I'll show you this is what I can do and um something I forgot to mention over, over there um especially in, in Melbourne so the Rebels um players so of their squad is for, say 40 people I, I, I didn't know at the time but say around 40 people um the people that weren't involved each club each local club would get three players sent to them to oh, to right. play to play with them during during the um during the weekends 
and um we were very lucky that we had a very prestigious international player come and play with us um in Ricky Samoa Samo and um obviously him being a number eight I was trying to take everything I could all the experience that he's got playing um playing for Australia playing for um I think it he was the oldest player for Australia to play in the the um rugby championships and to score in the rugby championships so I was just like I'm just going to try and take everything I can from you while you're playing and try and be on your shoulder the whole time and it was just phenomenal being able to play with players like him over there it was just yeah I was just like okay this is what I'm going to do if you can do it I'm going to show him that I can do it as well I tried my hardest, but obviously he's got a lot of experience on me and he was phenomenal. <laughs> he was a phenomenal player. It was, yeah, again, very rewarding to play with people like that. Um, yeah, definitely good fun. Incredible. Um, we talked about in the last part as well, the, the culture when you was in Brazil and kind of what the the reality was in, ter- you know, in relation to the stereotypical view of it. Yeah. You know, equally in Australia, what was the culture like? What was the the environment like? You know, is it your again your stereotypical barbecue, beers, party? You know, spiders under the beds, that sort of business, or was it kind of a, actually a really enjoyable environment, really enjoyable experience? And you know what, is you know, is it like the stereotype, or is it kind of a bit more tame, if that makes sense? Uh, it, it, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to say that because. Um... A lot of the boys that we, um, that, like I said, that we play with, uh, quite a lot of them were Fijian, Samoan and Tongan. Uh, there was a few Australians that I was playing with, but there was also a, quite a few, um, uh, like I said, expats. So there was a few English, a few Scots over there as well. Um, so our culture mm-hmm. around the club was very, okay, everybody's welcome. Let's enjoy it and let's have a bit of fun. And yeah, there were, we had quite a f- lot of barbecues and we were having a lot of um a lot, lot of pigs on a spit and um, enjoying it in that sense. But it was always, it was more like a family culture. It's like, okay, everybody's welcome here. Let's, let's, let's welcome anybody that comes down and show them a good time. So I think once uh, on a Thursday, well, every Thursday we would have a sit down meal after training uh, together, um, just like a, a chili or a curry or something and we would sit around for the next half an hour 45 minutes having a catch up and seeing how each other everybody's going what was a great i hadn't been anywhere like that before so having that i thought yeah. this was something that that i would like to try and incorporate wherever i go forward um but it's quite hard to do that when you're quite new to new to clubs so i didn't hadn't quite got to it um because i haven't really been anywhere for a long period but i thought it was phenomenal and then um weekends it was always oh let, let's if, if it was nice oh let's go down to the beach and enjoy um Sundays after the game we would always meet up have breakfast together um go do a rehab oh, a recovery session uh together which was good fun yeah it was it was more like a it was everybody get on with everyone and enjoy it and yeah I think it was it was it was it was different and it, I think that's how it was all all way, like all clubs over there. However, yeah, yeah. I, I I hadn't experienced it before, and I I loved it, absolutely loved it. There's no no denying that at all. I I was like, this is this is a really cool way to be at a club, be welcomed into the club, and yeah, I was I was very I felt very privileged 
within that club going forward. It sounds like almost the the, um, the perfect club environment as well, because you know you're playing at a good standard. You've got these, I say, superstars of the game, but you know legends of the game who kind of rock up and you kind of get some time with. Yeah. But then equally on the um, off field side of things, I mean, mate, we used to speak about how important the obviously off field side of things was. Yeah. You know, and getting that kind of that social and enjoyment balance right. And mate, it sounds perfect. You know, a real kind of bonding family environment, which you know, I mean, we've seen it at clubs that you get that right, and you kind of you're unlimited as to what you can achieve because everybody comes together, everybody bonds, and kind of suddenly losses don't feel like a loss, and, and wins are celebrated more. If you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so I ended up being over there for quite a while. I was in the bit over. Um, ended up being there for two seasons. So I went out in the January. Uh, 14 and came back um, September 15 um, obviously World Cup being here that's why I came home <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so both both years we managed to get to the grand final as well so going all the way through and playing games and winning and getting through to that grand final was celebrated every single time so it was okay th- this is this is what my the coach said was going to happen when I come here. We are pushing to get into that grand final. Um, and we got there both years I was there. And I, I was just like, this is so cool. Um, the the I think each of our t- over the time I was there, each of the teams got to the grand final. Um, in my second season there, the second team ended up winning their final, um, which was phenomenal. And that was celebrated very, very well. Um, and then, yeah, we got to... Um, we were quite unlucky that we didn't end up winning winning a grand final, but we came very close. Um, and I still keep in contact with a few of the boys. And since then, since I left, so that's five seasons ago now, roughly, um, they've ended up winning two of the grand finals, which even though I'm not there, I'm still that's celebrating amazing. with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Amazing. Um, so obviously you leave Australia, you come back to the UK as yep. it were. Um, and then you end up having a brief stint um, in National 2, playing for Cambridge. Yep. Now, um, having known a bit about Cambridge, I, you know, I've known coaches who, who have been there, and I know the sort of standards it's at. I know the standards they drive, um, and I know the kind of, I say, environment they want. But I know, do you know what I mean? I know where they're going, as it were. How did you, A, find that setup? Um, and although like I say, although a, a brief period of time, is it something an environment that you, you know you thrived on? I imagine it's something polar opposites in, in some way to what you experienced in Australia. Um, but you know, how was it? How did you find it for a UK setup? And you know, how did you kind of find your time and your brief experience within National Two? Um, it was it was like like you say, very different to to Australia. Um, the fit, the thing when being in Australia, there wasn't a relegation and promotion thing. It was sort of, this is your local tournament, and you can't really go anywhere else. So it was just okay. Let's try and get get to these um, grand finals. Whereas when I went to Cambridge, it was a, it was a different attitude towards towards playing. It was okay. We're looking to get promoted this season, right? Okay, let's let's really hone in the skills, really hone in the drills, um, and the, and the way we want to play as much as we can. So we can win. Um, whereas when I was in Australia, it's a very hot, like 
humbling environment you're very okay this is a family we're going to try and win as much as we can for the family whereas there it was we want to win for the club it was it was it was a bit different but again um still made me try and play play as well as I could um and yeah so I literally left Australia um end of season so that finished end of August uh I flew back on the 14th of September and I think on the 17th of September, that first Tuesday, I was down um, down at Cambridge trialling out with them. Um, obviously, living in Norfolk, I thought, oh, that's a commute that I could be able to do twice a week, um, getting down to Cambridge and back um, in the evenings. Um, so, yeah, I, I went down and uh, started training with them, and it was really good. Uh, started to really pick up some, the, the ethos of winning and pushing hard at the at the training sessions to try and get a spot into the team. Um, and yeah, I was there for about three months, I think two, three months in the end. Um, it, that traveling just got too much. And um, I, st- I started doing my course for my personal training and everything. And it just, I was like, okay, this is now getting all over the place. I'm doing my personal training course in Peterborough, getting to K. Oh, it just got a bit too much. I was like, okay, this is, this is going to stop. And, uh, Ended up moving back to back yeah. to um, Norfolk and uh, coming back to Wyndham. But yeah, at the time there, they were thriving on on de- developing and pushing for that promotion. And yeah, it was it was different. But again, something I I took something away, which was that I needed to push myself a lot more. It didn't seem like you could be driving like there wasn't the other senior players sort of were pushing you to be better, but weren't supporting you in that driving to be better sort of thing. It was like, this is the level we expect you to be at. If you're not at this level, work your ass off to get to this level sort of thing, um, which was a bit, which was a bit yeah, different. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting them to sort of help and push us to get better, but it's, it is where it was at the moment, but they're doing very well now. They got promoted that season. So, fair play to them um it's obviously worked for them they're now very comfortably in national one so it's quite hard to say, quite hard to say um if it was wrong or right um but they seem to be doing very well definitely fantastic is was there i know obviously i mean you've just said about the um achieving the level that you need to get to and everything else but was there Anything, you know, you, you get to the club, as much as Australia was a good level, obviously over here, the National Leagues are a really good level. You know, you're rocking up at a National 2 club. Was there any um, kind of like hesitations you had? Was there any kind of doubt in your mind that you, you know, because I mean, I, I kicked about North Ocean for a little while, which is, which is National 3, and, and trained a bit. And, and mate, I, I knew when I was there, I was like, this is just a couple of levels above me sort of thing. Was you? Did you ever look at it and think, "Wow, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I am this level." Or was it a case of, "Do you know what?" You know, actually, I feel sick of asking because I know what you're like. You, you, it's kind of a, a red rag to a ball for you. But <laughs> or was it ever? You know, did you ever have any doubts or any kind of, "I'm not sure," or was it, "Do you know what? Bloody love it. I'm just going to immerse myself." Uh, yeah, sort of like that. Um, I'm like you, like you say. I'm sort of right. Okay, let's let's put everything into it. I. <laughs> It's quite hard when you go into a new club. I always found um, when you when you don't know anyone and you're having to show what you can do um, to to the to the 
squad and the coaches. It, I felt I felt felt quite intimidated to start off with. Um, obviously, I knew this was a very high standard of rugby now that I was looking to get into, and I have got this background of playing at the academy and playing this high standard at Australia. Um, uh, quite a really cool coaching experience as well in Brazil. Um, but I, I hadn't pr- proven myself in the senior setup in England at all. Um, and now I'm coming back yeah. and I'm 22 years old. Um, most of these guys have been trying to get into the first team since they were 19, 20 years old. So I'm now rocking up a few years later down the line. Okay, can you can you make it into the into the squad or not? And I'm like, okay, this is this is going to be challenging. And without that having that family environment I had when in Australia, I felt very not isolated, but very like, okay, I really have to show myself in the games and in training to be able to to get into the squads. And um, we end up going up to uh, Doncaster uh, to play a game. And uh, it was, it was just a friendly at the time. And so we took up, we took up two squads um, and they had two squads that we were playing against. And obviously Doncaster, um, I can't remember if they were, uh, championship or national one at the time i can't remember um but again league league or two leagues above us so i'm like okay this is now going to be very challenging i played for the the second string team Mm -hmm. to start off with and played 80 minutes and came off afterwards and spoke to the the first team the coach that we had he said that was really you played really well that was really really good um do you want to do you want um we're we're one of the players has just said that he's just twisted his ankle. Do you want to step on and be on the bench for the scene, the first team? I was like, I've just run around for eight minutes, but yeah, sure. Let's give it a go. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they, they obviously saw that I, after a few games, they saw that I had potential to, to sit into that, that first team squad. And if uh, life hadn't got in the way and uh, I was able to, to travel down there, I would have loved to keep kept on going back, but um, obviously starting to look at the realistic elements of doing these sort of things. And if I'm going to be able to work and travel and at the time I didn't have a, a driving license. So I was having to go down by train. Um, so right. yeah, it just sort of all got a bit, bit too much um, to try and try and get down there, which was, it was upsetting because obviously it, they they were wanting me to come and and be part of their team and try and help them push and they saw benefit of me being there. However, um, practicality wise, I I don't think I could. So I came back to my um my my club that I I grew up playing at really, um and coming back to see you at Wyndham. <laughs> well, progressing on to that, um, I mean I remember. Well, sorry, I remember when you first came to Wyndham. I remember going into um, selection meetings when I, when I was at the club. And um, every week or so, I'd pick the first team, I'd pick my squad, you know, anything else. And then I'd sit there and I'd keep getting told about the same player in the second team. Oh, he's tearing up trees. He's amazing. Oh, he's got three tries this week. He's got two tries this week, four tries this week. Incredible player. I remember in the end, I, I, I turned around to uh, to Dog uh, and went, uh, mate, look, who is this guy? Is, you know, it, surname's the same as you. Is he related? And he's just like, yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> and I was like, why haven't you told me about him? And he's just like, oh, I didn't think to him. And I was like, well, is he any good? And he was like, yeah, yeah, he's quite good. And I was like, well, what's his experience? And I remember him telling me your background. And I was just like, why the hell haven't you told me about this? Um, 
And obviously, I mean, as you know, mate, from that point, I don't think you yeah. have to refer to um, But what, one big thing, you know, it's something I've always kind of meant to ask you, really. You, you know, you've gone from, from Leicester Tigers, you know, albeit academy, but, you know, elite level, high performance environment. You've gone to Brazil coaching. Yeah, all right, the playing level is not where you want it to be, but, but what an experience. You've gone to Australia, incredible level. As you've said, playing with internationals, you know, in phenomenal setup. Um, to then go in national two, which, you know, as you've said, driving high standards, nothing else. Um, and then you come back to Wyndham. And at the time, I mean, we, we were in Eastern Counties one, which for, for the guys up this way, is probably the equivalent of, of Midlands four, really. Um, you know, it, it was such a drop, you know, and, as I said, you know, when you first arrived, you were playing second team for us. Um, your brother's fault, really. I'll have a chat with him at some but, point. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but no, see, you know, you, you've dropped probably, what, four, five levels, as it were. How was that? You know, did, did you find the, the playing level and the playing guys you was with, you know, did you find that frustrating? Was it kind of like, a, you know, you're mentally two steps ahead of them, you're physically two steps ahead of them? What, you know, what, was it frustrating or was it, you know, what, I'm back at my home, you know, my home club, I'm playing with family, I'm in an environment that I, I've known and actually it's really enjoyable. Uh, sorry, enjoyable. How, um, how was it? I think a bit of both, like you say, um, coming back. So I, I started at Wyndham, well, pretty much as soon as I could walk. Um, my dad played there. Um, so he used to take me, me and Josh, um, or dog as you call him, down to the, down to the, um, down to watch him and Josh started playing when he was six, seven years old. And I was like, Oh, Josh can do it. Uh, can, can, can I join in? And so I started playing with him um, and I'm three years younger than him. So yeah, I would have been four, three, four, maybe five um, years old. And I sort of stayed there all the way, all the way until um, I went to Leicester. So it was just like coming back home and playing with guys that I hadn't played with since that time. And, Watching the way, watching how they progress as players and individuals was so much fun to be around. Um, and watching how, like, being part of that again, it was just like, okay, this this feels like a good a good thing. However, when it got to like the skills when we we're playing on a game and sit, like, I'm uh, I'm mainly focused around defence and watching how tackle techniques and watching line speed and things and feel like oh, come on guys let's 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 let we know what we know what to do it's now trying to put it into place and it was it was quite frustrating to start off with um however I sort of learned my role and sort of adapted what I how I played a little bit to try and uh try and cover a few things when that when it wasn't going well um but it, it I, I knew there was going to be a drop in 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 in, in level, but it was just so much fun to be, be around those players again and being part of those guys because all the guys that pretty much all the guys that I played with growing up were still there, um, and so being being part of that was just like okay this is this is this is good fun, um, but yeah sometimes the skip the 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 drive for the level that I wanted to be at wasn't where I was hoping it would be. However, it was a very good standard for what, what it was. It was just like, okay, I've just got to fit in and try and try and develop the guys as much as I can, as well as helping in the games themselves to try and 
where we are lacking and try and push to be a bit better. Yeah. I mean, on, on a, obviously when you hit the first team, I mean, we, we, we kind of had a bit of a, a, a riches of, of players really in the first team of that period. And, and actually we, you know, we should have won more really. Um, you know, yeah, we got to a, a, you know, a couple of um, promotions and, you know, we got to a cup final, what, three years running, but we, we, we should have kind of done more. I mean, you think you had yourself come in high standard Tigers Academy, we had a, a guy, obviously Chris Rogers, who was in the Tigers setup at, at one point. Armsy had been in the Tigers setup. You had the likes of your, you know, your, your Blakers and your Boggies and, and also, you know, Dog and, and Chuffin. Chuffin was also in the yeah. Tigers, obviously, youth bit. You know, we had so many guys who had been to a high standard or, or, or could, who could quite easily walk into teams two, three leagues above, you know, and not look out of place, really. So, you know, on the first team elements, as you know, as we say, there's a lot of guys there who on a Saturday when it comes into it were probably, I say your level, but somewhere around where you were. And as I say, we should have done a hell of a lot more, but equally, I mean, I won't name names and, and you'll know exactly who I mean without mentioning names, but, you know, you, you go to a training on a Tuesday and Thursday and, and there's certain players who you're telling them what the training session is and what drill we're doing and it's like you just can't them going to the moon and it's I, I can imagine from, from a playing you know I always, you know, it used to frustrate me and I I wasn't having to do it I wasn't having to play with these people and I can imagine as a player you, you've like I say you've come from such a high standard you, you've come down to the training you, as you say you took it at face value you took it for what it was but I can imagine there was times at training where you look at these guys going what am I doing why am I here? Um, so, I mean, fair play to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I say, it was, it was I, I enjoyed it. And there were times where I'm like, oh, come on, we, we've gone over this so many times. It should be second nature now. But it takes, it ta- I know it takes people different amounts of time to, to, to learn things and know drills and, and things. And I've, I've learned that even more now, like, like, like we said last time, I'm, I'm coaching now a bit more. Um, <clears throat> And like I'm going over the same things over and over, um, and it's it sinks into some players and some players it's still going straight over their head. And you're just like, what can I, what else can I do to try and try and make this sink in a bit more? I've I've been repeating this Tuesday Thursday for the last four weeks and for like 10 15 minutes and it's still not sinking in. Maybe there's something else that we need to try here. And yeah, it gets frustrating, but I I I, I tried my hardest with the with the guys that were struggling. Say look. What, what are you finding hard about this? What you're not understanding about this? And I, I hope that I helped when I was there and when I was playing anyway. Um, obviously, help, hope, hopefully I helped even more when I was, uh, got into the coaching side of things with you. Um, but, uh, oh, wait, Matthew. yeah, I, uh, As you know. yeah I'll, I think at every club, there's always going to be those people that takes a bit more time to explain or they have to see it in a different way to try and get to get to understand it. So, um yeah, I, I, it, frustra- it is a bit frustrating, but you're like, okay, maybe, maybe we've just got to try and figure a different way of way of doing this. I don't think anything will ever beat, and I mean, I won't name name names, but your Welsh friend who, doing a back session, about six times in a row, I said to him, just run up that pole and pass. And he'd run off <laughs> like three poles along, and he'd run off the or ball, or he wouldn't pass. 
And I remember it got to the point where, where me and your brother just stood there looking at each other and everybody was just, just laughing because we are like, we physically, beyond walking the person to the pole, it was like, yeah. there's not much more I can do. There, there's, you can't simplify no. one at that pole any more than that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, you know, but again, I think, and we touched on it with Australia, again, I think we had the, the off-field social yeah. element just right. I mean, you'll know the fine setup we had and, um, you know, Mr. Ollie Wright was fantastic for me and, you know, we, we planned socials, I say meticulously, but we, we planned them out the right stuff at the right time and, and, you know, I think for a two, three-year period, we had such an incredible environment and such an amazing off-field side of things. It, it, you know, I've always said, for me, it, it was the, it's the best um, coaching aspect, probably the best club I've been at in relation to just what we created. I don't think I've ever been able to get close to anywhere else, and I don't think I ever would. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um... But... I was about to say, uh, I think the social side of things that when when I was in with them, especially that first season, was was phenomenal. Um, and like you say, guy leading it and driving, and he 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 loved it, and I think his enthusiasm for it um, led everybody else along. And because uh, he he sort of stepped down after it um, after a bit um, and said, "Oh, not 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 going to drive as much this year." and they sort of suffered a bit. So it, having him around and him leading it was definitely uh, a changer for it. And I think the, the social side of it was so good. And it was it was a nice opportunity to meet everyone again and see what everybody else was up to. Obviously, like I said, I haven't seen some of these boys in six years, seven years. So having that chance to sit around and have a catch-up over a barbecue or a uh, what, what? I can't even remember what happens. Oh, we had the slip and slide social at the start of the season every year. Oh, um, yeah, uh, barbecues, oh, all those sort of things. Yeah, uh, having the chance to yeah. catch up with them was, yeah, it was phenomenal. And Nick, it never really evolves around what happens on the after a game. Um, so uh, on the game, sorry. So after the game, we would always be celebrating and catching up and no matter what, really, it was really nice to be around. Mm. No, amazing. Um, and, mate, actually, that, that rounds us off lovely, really, because it's, you know, to, I say to a point, it's kind of, I say, full circle. Um, I did have one last yep. question before we finished, uh, and I, I know we've kind of touched on it uh, kind of unwittingly a few times, but Kind of moving forward, looking ahead, is there still that part of you that's like, do you know what? I still want to play. I've still got something to offer. I'm still capable. Or is it, do you know what? My body's not there now. I'm enjoying my my other elements. I'm enjoying my coaching. I'm happy. Uh, there is still part of me that that wish wish I I, I could play a bit. Um, obviously, before lockdown. Um, they mentioned that there's not going to be any league games all of this season, um, which is which is okay, fair enough. Um, but we we tried to get in a few a few of these uh, rugby ready um, games, so the touch games, um, and we managed to get one in just before second lockdown. And uh, yeah, I I mm-hmm. we I was like, okay, um, 
see how many numbers we got if we were running running low on someone I'll step in and that was great fun it was so much fun to be around but again it's it's now starting to see okay now I'm playing with you I'm starting to see where we're struggling and it's fair enough I can see a bit from the sideline but everyone's a bit 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 off the pace and a bit okay we need to we need to work on this we need to work on that and to, to try and go forward but I, I don't think contact wise I'll be ever ever back into it and last last game I played was for Wyndham at uh, the cup final as you alluded to earlier and more collapse as they do playing flanker I'm in the middle of it trying to steal the ball back for us and uh, somebody's knee fell into the sp- my spine and I couldn't walk properly for the next few days and I was like there's more to life than playing a casual game of rugby on a Saturday so I think I'm just going to try and stick to the um, stick to the coaching uh, maybe even depending on what what, what happens um, look at that pitch side that physio side of things obviously in my last year now so get get into that a bit more which would be good but we'll have to wait and see um, what life brings and everything else really Fantastic, and mate, I, you know, I mean, you know me. I, I, I genuinely, genuinely wish you all the best. Um, and you know what? There's there's times and, and there's people you come across in life who, who kind of talk the talk but never walk the walk. And actually, mate, you, you know, you're one of them guys who you can see being a big success going far. And you know, I won't be surprised if you know five, ten years time, you're working for a pro club or in a really high setup in your physiotherapy you know, amongst other bits, you know, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised. Um, and, and I sort of... Re- Thank you very much. Luck, really. um, means a lot coming from you. Um, no, that's right, mate. I appreciate it. But, um, mate, thank you very much for coming on. Um, as always, it's a massive pleasure speaking to you. Um, and as I've said, hopefully when all this is over, I'll be able to get back and we can have a, Sounds good. A, have a proper catch-up. Thank you for having me again. Cheers, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Cheers, mate.